So the Bible calls that a firm foundation. The man who builds on that foundation says that when the storms come to beat against that house, that that house will stand right through any storm. How do you know we are in a storm right now? And we're doing pretty good standing through this storm. I'm so proud of us. Amen. But um, the Bible says that, that the man who built on sand, that that house fell and great was its fall. And of course the house is sort of a metaphor for our lives. So we build our house on the word of God. It's a sure foundation. And so a firm foundation is a class that you can take on Thursday night. You can take it on Zoom. And I believe you can access that on our uh, uh, accelerationchurch.com homepage. That should be on your note sheet right there. It should say accelerationchurch.com. Um, if you'll go to that and, and then just click the menu drop-down bar and go to the Firm Foundation page, and then the class sheets are on there. So you want to download the class sheets, print them out, or you can take them to Gabe. If you, you want to be a part of that class, we'll get you with Pastor Carolyn. Pastor Carolyn, would you stand up so they know who you are? There we go. So we have some new folks that, listen, if you take this class and you begin to be a doer and do the things that you learn in this class, you're going to learn things like, you know, what is the believer's authority? What is baptism? What does it mean? What do I need to get baptized? What, what does that all mean? Well, we want to show you in the Word of God what it all means. What is salvation? What does it mean to be saved? I, I, somebody break it down for me. Well, we will break it down so you will know that you know exactly what that all means. Um, uh, serving God. We talked to you about that. We talked to you about the Word of God, how important that is. We talked to you about prayer. You know, it's not just about, you know, saying the Lord's Prayer over and over. It's about talking to God from your heart. We want you to learn all these things so that you'll have a successful life. Amen? And God wants you to learn it. And so that's on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. When is it? Thursday at 7 o'clock. Thursday at 7 o'clock. How do you find it? On the app. Church.com. Not from the app. I've been telling y'all from the app, but we're not going from the app. Right, Kevin? Not yet. Not yet. We have to redo our app. That's another, a whole other announcement I'm not ready to make. <laughs> but Thursday night, 7 o'clock, go to accelerationchurch.com, hit the drop-down box, hit Firm Foundation, and, and just follow, follow the instructions there. If you want to do it, you can go on the app to um, register so Pastor Carolyn will have your information. So you can go on the app. There's a little, it looks like a, Kevin, what does it look like? A little graduation hat. Just click that button, and, and Pastor Carol will get your information so that she can reach out to you. But if, if, she, if she doesn't get with you, then you just go ahead and get on on Thursday night. Amen? All right. We also, Danielle, would you want to come in and, and talk in real quick about the food pantry? Y'all, can y'all give her a great big round of applause? Suggestions she was sending me in a text form about the food pantry. I said, Well, I actually don't have anybody over the food pantry. You've got so many great ideas. What do you think? She goes, Okay. I need 
diapers. I'm like, what size? She told me what size diapers and wipes she needed. And I said, do you need food? She goes, yes, ma'am, I do. But some people were ashamed to tell you that they need food. So I just packed up like 10 bags of groceries and, and, and took it to the family. It was just a wonderful opportunity to pray with the whole family. We had church right up in the, yeah. in the uh, living room. It was wonderful. So um, I just want you to know that the food pantry is blessing people. Amen? So when you're out shopping for yourself, pick up some things so we can help people that are having a rough time or anything. And also the um, reusable bags until we get some. Those would be great too. So okay. that we don't, you know, using boxes or whatever bags we have in there. Right, right. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much. Y'all give it up for Yeah, turn it off. Yes. All right, well, y'all ready for the word this morning? Yes. Hold on to your note sheet, lift it up, and let's make a faith declaration. Come on, you're about to receive the word of God. It's not like any other word that you ever hear. It's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It goes in when you read it. It reads you back. Amen. God uses it to raise you up and teach you his ways. His word is his way. It's his will. Amen. So make this declaration. Say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better. So that I may do better. Have better. And be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I'm becoming everything the devil fears off me. And I'm becoming everything the haters say I can never be. So after today, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, stop somebody high five next to you and say, come on and get ready. Amen, amen. Now open up your note sheet and let's get going. Hallelujah. Well, we're in this series all year long about the manifested glory of God. God told me at the beginning of this year that this would be the year of his manifested glory. And then look what happened. <laughs> Crisis. But see, God shows up. Many times in Scripture, when you see God showing up, Something terrible is happening. I mean, look when the children of Israel had been let out of, of, of uh, Egypt, and there they are at the Red Sea, and here Pharaoh has changed his mind. He's ready to go get them and bring them back to Egypt, and they, they've got Pharaoh coming down behind them. They've got this Red Sea in front of them, but God says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This enemy you see today, you will never see again. And I believe in the same thing about COVID-19. This enemy, I'm not just saying that it's going to be gone and come back in the, the, you know, in the winter like every other flu, but I'm saying it's completely eradicated, completely gone. This enemy that has disrupted everything, disrupted church, disrupted worship, disrupted our connection, I declare that it, we will never see it again. How God utterly destroyed Israel's enemy right there in front of them, right in their face. He let them get across on dry land when he closed up the ocean on their enemy. So I declare, you know, we have to, we have to just really talk bad to our enemy. Amen? You are going down. You have no power over me. In Jesus' name. Amen? So, um, so crisis. We've been in this series in the last several weeks about crisis. And today I wanted to talk to you about prospering through the crisis. How do you know God doesn't change his mind about you prosper just because there's a crisis? He still wants us to prosper right through it. Amen. So, number one, let's look at prospering through, through crisis. Number one, God has a plan to prosper us right through crisis. So, write down a plan. So, don't just think, you know, when you get in crisis, the first thing you want to do is to get into fear. But listen, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, right? 
shelf and say, no, I'm going to tell myself what the Word of God says. And the Word says that God's got a plan. So say that this morning. Say, God's got a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, what does it say? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? God's got plans to what? Say it again. God's got plans to what? He's got plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I was excited. I went to go visit Evelyn the other day. And on the way to the house, she told me what her dress was. It's 2911. I said, girl, you live on Jeremiah 2911 Street. <laughs> that means God's got a plan to prosper your life, girl. Look at that. Look at that. Only God can set something up like that. Amen. But God is a prospering God. He wants us to prosper in our lives. Abraham called him Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, my provider. David called him Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me into the green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters, in other words, to the best places of the earth. God leads us and guides us to the best stuff and into, into the best things in life. Amen. He's the shepherd. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, right in your enemy's face. He will bless you and raise you up. Hallelujah. He prepares blessing for your life and he invites your enemy to watch. Woo, that happened to my life one time, but I'm not going to go there. Anyway, Gideon called him Jehovah Shalom. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to go there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, see, I went through this season of my life as a teenager where I was homeless. My father was abusive, and the best thing for me to do was to jump out the window and run away. So at 15, I ran away. I was living on the streets, doing what I, you know, just living here and there, wherever I could. And um, there were some kids in the apartment complex, because, you know, my clothes weren't looking just right. I was doing the best I could, sleeping in the laundromat or wherever I could sleep. I was, you know, bless my heart. I was doing the best I could to still go to school and all that. And, you know, hey, how would you look if you slept in the bushes last night? But some girls were making fun of me in the apartment complex. But... I, I ended up not being able to finish school, um, got a job at Olin Mills Portrait Studio at the age of 18. They came to the phone room that I was working in. I was just a tell, you know, one of those people who call it, just bug you on the phone. Tell them, what do they call it? Telemarketer. yes, I was a telemarketer, selling picture plans on the phone. And uh, they came back one night and said, our photographer just quit. And they, looked, they said, would anybody like to try out? And they looked like me and said, what about you? And I'm like, me? Okay. But if I'm no good, can I get my job back? They said, yeah. So I got the job as the photographer. Man, I started to prosper and, you know, do a, do a little bit of good. And man, you like me now? A little homeless girl. I ain't homeless no more. I got a, a career. So I was driving a little red Corvette, and I pulled around through Hardy's to uh, get me a biscuit before I went to, to work at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I worked till like 1 at night. 1 in the afternoon until 9 at night. So I had to be a good little schedule there. Sleeping in late. Yeah. So I pulled up to Hardy's, and um, one of the girls that made fun of me growing up there because, you know, my clothes weren't just right and stuff. Here, I'm pulling up, as cute as I can be, in my red Corvette T-tops off. Pull up to Hardy's, and I look in the window. Tina, is that you? You work here. If you're going to see her face, y'all. If you're going to see her face. You know, I'm not, like, bragging or anything, but, man, that was a good feeling. God, I just... Just prepare the table before me and let this girl watch me be blessed. Yeah. Woo, it was a good feeling. You know, it, it was just wonderful. And so, um, you know, what the thing about it is, is that she was working in the drive-thru, but I wasn't even qualified to work in that drive-thru. I, I didn't have a high school diploma. I wasn't qualified to hand out biscuits. Right. But yet God had 
your life. He wants to prepare a table for you, for every hater who ever hated on you and hurt your feelings. God saw it, and God loves you, and he wants to raise you up, not just for that reason, amen, but it sure is nice when it happens. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Gideon called him Jehovah Shalom, and Shalom, it means that he's the Lord of my prosperity. He's the Lord of my peace. Psalm 35, 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them sing continually. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the what? In the prosperity of the servant. So what does that say there? That God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He wants us to be blessed. He, it, it, it blesses him when we live a blessed life. When we prosper. And being prosperous is not about having your cars, your career, your clothes, and your cash. It's not about, it is about that, but it's about so much more. It's about laying down at night and going to sleep and having peace in your heart because you know you're forgiven for your sins. It's having peace in your heart because you don't have awe or unforgiveness with anybody in your life. You've let the blood of Jesus just wash you clean. It's, 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 it's about having joy in your life right in the middle of a mess. You can be, hey, he's not touching me. I think I've enjoyed the Lord because joy comes from what I know. Amen. Yeah. 
Come on. So he says that we'll prosper, continue prospering until we become very prosperous. Amen. God wants you to be successful spiritually, physically, emotionally, in every way, financially, every way that you can prosper. How many of you know you don't have peace if you know your life's about to get cut off? You can't lay down and have peace if you know they're going to jack your car up and take it out. You got to, you know, you're parking it around the corner just to make sure your car gets picked up. That's, there's no peace in that, right? No, God wants you to have a peace knowing that your bills are paid and you can get into that flow. In the kingdom of God, we get into that flow. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may what? Prosper in how many things? All things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So God wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to do well in life. Prosper means to be successful right here in the, in the original Greek language. It means to be successful especially in business affairs. Amen. So we will prosper in life to the degree that we condition ourselves to accept this truth. That, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as you so prosper. So when, when sickness comes, See, the Bible says, resist the enemy and he'll flee. When sickness comes, I say, I don't, that don't belong to me. I don't accept sickness because sickness does not belong to me. The Bible says, prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So the will of God for me is that I resist sickness because I'm already healed. By the stripes, we are healed according to his word, right? So we have to stand against these things that would try to uh, come into our life that would be against prosperity. God wants us to prosper. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord does what? Makes rich. Oh, y'all so timid on that. You don't have to. I'm Makes one rich. Word this morning. <clears throat> the blessing of the Lord, say with me. Makes, Makes one, one rich. And adds no sorrow with it. Like debt. Because debt adds sorrow. I mean, you see those that uh, interest payment every month, like on credit cards, you know, that brings sorrow with it. That's a false prosperity. You know, uh, prosperity is when you can pay your bills and you're not in a whole lot of debt. Amen? Or it's debt that you can manage. It's not over your head. Amen? All right, Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, If you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to what? To get well. This is all in the Bible, y'all. So, when I think about how we've prospered through this crisis, it's really supernatural. Amen. Amen. It has literally been supernatural because the, the principles that we work are supernatural. It's the Word of God. All right, so let's look at how to work the process, number two. Working the process to prosper. If we work the principles, we will prosper. Number one, I will prosper when I live my life in a way that pleases Him. We cannot live just any kind of way. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, we are no longer our own, but we've been bought with a price. So I'm not my own. It's just like when you enlist in the military. You are a government issue. You are a GI. You are no longer your own, but you belong to the government. Amen. They tell you when to get up. They tell you this is how you jump a jacks, and this is how many push-ups, and this is how many sit-ups. And you become a GI, and you be conditioned to be a good soldier for the, for the United States of America, right? Same thing in the kingdom of God. We come in and we are no longer our own. Too many people still have a foot on the docks of all, but I like my world. Hold on. See, we can't be in both. You know, we, we have to get fully in God's box. See, a lot of us want to make a box and put God in it. But see, God already has a box and he wants us to get in it with him so that we do things 
good thing. Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who do what? Walk uprightly. So as we, as we live our lives righteously or in righteousness, the Bible calls it righteousness. Say that word, righteousness. So A, as a believer, we possess the gift of righteousness. So A, gift is your blank there. So as a believer, we possess the gift of righteousness. We didn't do anything he did to get it except believe that Jesus came, paid the price for our sins. He died. We, we were the ones deserving of death because we were the sinners, right? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God so loved the world, amen, the wages of sin is death, right? So, but, but the good news of the gospel, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The moment you believe that and you say, I receive it in Jesus, I receive Jesus, I receive that free gift of salvation. The moment I did that, God gave you righteousness as a gift. That means God no longer sees you as a sinner on your way going to hell. He does not see that anymore. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's a gift of righteousness that we receive. Amen. Does everybody see that? Let's look at the word. Philippians 3.9. It says, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. We receive righteousness from God by faith. Say that. We receive righteousness from God by faith. We receive it by faith. I can't earn it. I can't buy it. I can't be good enough to get it. I just get it because I believe that I receive by faith that Jesus did it for me. Amen. It's a free gift if you can get it. If it's so simple, the gospel is so simple that many people miss it. But it's 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 a free gift. Righteousness is a gift to me when I receive Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In him we become the righteousness of God. Amen. So we received it as a gift. Does everybody have that? You didn't do anything to earn it. You got righteousness. You were clean. You're a child of God. You have become the righteousness of God in Christ. Everybody got that, right? Okay. But B. We must also have a disposition of righteousness that leads to prosperity. We must do right. Righteous living. So it doesn't mean, okay, well, Jesus said, for me, he's not going to live any kind of way. Woo, let's go party. Nobody says you can't party, but it's not right. It's not, the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, where it's excess. Don't let party and get a hold of you. It's not, it's not a good way to live. Amen. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with being happy. Hallelujah. You know, Christians... Sometimes we look like we've been baptized in pickle juice. <laughs> and we're the ones with the joy. We're the ones with the salvation. Hallelujah. So I think I was need a party. Just let loose. Hallelujah. Be happy. Glory to God. Amen. I'm not talking about doing drugs and that kind of stuff. I'm sure not talking about that. Amen. But, but this kind of, of living, it brings um, prosperity to my life when I choose to live righteously. 1 Corinthians 15, 34, it says, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. Awake to righteousness. Okay, Proverbs 13, 21. It says, Mis Misfortune pursues the sinner, but prosperity is the reward of the what? Righteous. Of the righteous. Well, I'm already righteous in Christ Jesus, but i got to live right. Amen? 
You can't live any kind of way and call yourself righteous. You still have to have the disposition of righteousness. Okay, Proverbs 21, 21. He who pursues what? Righteousness and love finds what? Prosperity and honor. Life, prosperity, and honor. So if I pursue the righteousness of God, in other words, living right, I don't cheat on my taxes. I don't cheat on my spouse. You know, I'm living right. I'm not telling lies. Even, you know, a half-truth is a whole lie. You know, we gotta, you got to just put lying away from you. you gotta, I'm not even going to exaggerate and say the fish was this big when it was only this big. I'm not going to do that. I'm a child of God. I'm going to live right. Amen? Hallelujah. So, um, so it, I think that's just so cool that as I pursue righteousness, what do I find? Life, prosperity, and honor. I find good stuff. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his what? Righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. What was that? What you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to drink, all those things. He said, after all those things the unbelievers seek, they're seeking stuff. We're seeking God, and stuff seeks us. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Now look at it in the Amplified Version. It says, But seek, aim at, and strive after. First of all, his kingdom... And his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. You know, um, be kind to people. Don't cuss people out. You know, decide I'm going to stop cussing. I'm not, I'm not going to curse anymore. I mean, I just, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to watch stuff with a lot of cussing in it. Because, you know, just I can't listen to it. Because you put a garbage in, you don't get garbage out. You know, people are hanging around me in the music of I'm like, you know what, I'm not trying to be, you know, so righteous and everything. But that's, that cussing is bothering me. Do you mind just Some people will be like, okay. But, you know, you have to, you know, rule and reign your domain in Jesus' name. You know, I don't want to hear that because I don't want that coming out of my mouth. I have to choose what am I going to watch. I'm not going to watch just anything. I'm not going to look at pornography. I'm not going to look at stuff that's going to stir up things in me that I don't need stirred up. Amen. I'm going to live a righteous life. Hallelujah. And it's going to lead me to prosperity. This is so good. how I'm getting happy out by myself. So it's his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So what is righteousness? Equity of character. Doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. Are you going to get it right every time? No. And when you don't, there's grace. See, the difference was before I lived any way I wanted to, and it was just, oh well. But now, when I mess up, it's on accident. Or I slipped up, or, you know, I'm sorry that I messed up. God, I, I'm so sorry. I mean, I'll tell you, as soon as I say, whoo, you know, my mouth wasn't cleaned up yet. But I love me some Jesus. I really, really love me some Jesus. Have a Jesus sticker on the back of the card, or, you know, Jesus fish on the back of the card. Yes, it was. And so I'm trying, this person in front of me tried to Instead of going up to the light, they could cut through the, the parking lot of the gas station, um, and, and with it, they slammed on brakes so they wouldn't miss. And I almost ran to the back, and out of my mouth came the four-letter word that nobody know, nobody wonders what you said when they read your lips. Just as loud I said it, and I saw the person looking in the rearview mirror, and I thought, my goodness, I did I just blow it? And I felt so bad, but it just was the first thing that came out because hey, that's how I was used to. And so that had to wear off. And it took a while for that to wear off. Not not bugs me. It's kind of like ex-smokers. You know, they're the worst non-smokers. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Ex-cussers. Yeah. I'm a, they're the worst non-cussers. <laughs> it just bothers you, you know? You just don't want to hear that. 
So you know, you just gotta, we gotta make sure that we're, if we will commit to live a life that pleases God. And God sees us and He sees everything. Everything is naked and open. He sees us when we lie down. He sees us when we get up. He sees when we tell a lie. He sees when we cheat on our dad. He sees when we turn in a receipt. That's not really what that was for. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we, we, if we commit to live righteously and do the right thing, so it doesn't bother your conscience. Um, Yuri and I went to uh, Home Depot this week and we bought, like, I don't know, like 14, 15 cans of white spray paint so that we could spray the front curb out there put the VIP parking on it so all our first time guests can park on the front row. And uh, when we got out to the car, there were like four or five cans that she didn't put in a bag that were just underneath this other big stuff that we had. So I said, when we put it in the car, I said, no, we're in a hurry to get back right now, but we need to look at our receipt and count these cans and make sure that we just didn't walk out with five cans that we didn't pay for because we'll have to come back and pay for them. He goes, oh, yes, ma'am. I mean, a lot of people would say, oh, well, he's got less than five cans you didn't see him. No, God saw him. I'm not going to lose my prosperity for five cans of spray paint. I've taken a whole bunch of bananas back to the store before because I didn't pay for them. And I'm like, I don't even pay for one bunch. I look at my receipt, yeah, I only pay for one bunch. So it was an extra bunch of bananas that somehow got in my grocery. I took them back to the store because I don't know what the devil would get me for a, for a bunch of bananas. And in all to which you set your 
blessed. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land in which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God. Wow. God promises to bless your life when you, when you heed what he says to do and you live that righteous life. Number two, we prosper. It says meditate in the word day and night to prosper. He said we'll keep that word in our mouth. We'll keep it in our minds. And we'll keep confessing the word that it leads us to prosper. Look at Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way what? Prosperous. And then you will have what? Good success. So God will cause you to prosper and have good success. He'll make your own way prosperous whenever you meditate in the word day and night. Psalm 1, 2, 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates how often? Day and night. Out of the mouth of two witnesses, let the thing be established. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves shall not wither. And look at this. And whatever he does shall prosper. Hallelujah. Are y'all having trouble seeing? Can we turn the lights up a little bit? Can y'all see? Can we turn the lights up? Turn the lights up just a little bit. It might be a little dark. I'm having trouble seeing y'all. Is that better? To help you see No sheet better? Okay, good. Praise the Lord. All right, so whatever he does shall prosper. So if you meditate, he's saying that you'll have good success if you meditate in the Word day and night. So that means, you know, you ought to get up and read something in the morning. You ought to get up and, and read something about me. You ought to get up and, and uh, speak the Word over yourself. You don't have to read a whole lot, but find a scripture that speaks to you. Meditate on it all day. Meditate it at night. Meditate on it different whenever you get ready to go to sleep. But be in the Word, because the Word is... is uh, you know, the, the word we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, the word of God makes us overcomers. Amen? All right, number three, seek the wisdom of God to prosper. If you want to prosper, there is wisdom that you can draw on from heaven in order to apply to your life so that you can prosper. So seek the wisdom of God. Proverbs 8, 17 through 21. It says, I, wisdom, love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently will find me. So if you seek for wisdom, you'll find it. God is letting you know. He'll give you wisdom. Verse 18. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring riches and righteousness. Hold on, that sounds like prosperity to me. There's prosperity if you get some wisdom from God. Verse 17. My fruit is better than gold. Yes, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. Verse 20. I traverse the way of righteousness. Wisdom walks back and forth in a righteous life. Amen? Because it's just wise to live a righteous life. In the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me wisdom to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. Amen? So you want to be seeking the wisdom of God. So how do you seek the wisdom of God? The very best way, well, there's two ways. You can ask, James says, in the book of James, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask the kingdom God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and you'll receive that wisdom. It says, let it be without any doubting, for 
had to get faith for wisdom one day and the next day. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. you got to say, the wisdom of God is coming to me. That's one of the five expectations of faith, is that you can believe God. That one of the things when you get in faith is that God will give you the wisdom of God. He'll give you a plan of action. He'll give you a miracle if you need it. He'll give you favor. And he'll give you strength to endure. So one of those five expectations of faith is the wisdom of God. Then he'll give you the wisdom of God. You can get it from asking, but you can also get it from reading the Proverbs. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. Isn't that awesome that there's 31 days in a month? So read a chapter of Proverbs every single day. Like uh, tomorrow is the what? 31st? Tomorrow's the 31st? So read Proverbs 31 tomorrow. And then the day after tomorrow on Monday, go right back to the beginning of Proverbs. And on Monday, read Proverbs chapter 1. And they're not real long. They're really kind of short. But you'll get the wisdom of God as you... It, what does it say here? For those who seek me, if you, if you come looking for me, you won't find me. Riches and honor are with me in wisdom. Matthew 4, 4, it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we need to get the wisdom of God to live on every day. All right? Number four, honoring God through tithes and offerings causes me to prosper. And this, we talk about this a lot because, you know, this is one of God's ways that he prospers our lives. And it's super important that we honor him with our tithes. What's a tithe? It's T-I-T-H-E, a tithe. Is a tenth. Tithe means tenth. It means the tenth portion of your increase, of your salary, you're supposed to give that back to God because the Bible says it's His. It belongs to Him. The tithe belongs to the Lord. So we return the tithe to Him and then we give offerings over and over and above. And look what God says He does in Proverbs 3 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits or the tithe of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Whenever you give tithes and offerings, the tithes and offerings go this way. But listen, they go up before God. There's an account in heaven. Your tithes and offerings come up before God, a sweet-smelling savor. There's an account that you have there, and it connects you to the supernatural power of God. You don't want to have just your finances. You want to have your finances connected to the supernatural power of God. So I don't know how he does it, but he causes us to prosper. Your stuff doesn't wear out. Stuff lasts longer. Like you get the best deal right at the best time. You know, he just causes causes good things to come to you. The favor of God. He raises up people to use their power, ability, and influence to help you. Um, who will give a popcorn testimony? Somebody just said, uh, Nick. <laughs> anyway, my, uh, um, we pay we pay our clients continually through um, everything. My hours have got cut, all that. I say good old stuff, but all that stuff. And there's been times that, man, I'm sitting there and say, okay, Lord, I told you I wouldn't, we would never steal from you because things got bad before, you know. Yeah. Said, okay, Lord, I we told you that. There are times I said, you're going to have to take care of it, you know. I, I pay tithes on a hundred something dollars, you know, for this good old unemployment thing they give me, you know, or they were giving me. Anyway, I had called for, say, like financial assistance, you know, hey, they could, you know, for medical bills. Yeah. So I told them, hey, look, I'm only working 21 hours. Is there anything y'all can do? And then they said, well, turn in your, your paperwork and checks and all that other stuff. So I did that. They came back and wiped it out. $3,000 out of one of my bills. Wow. So, I mean, so that, that, was, that was good, you know. And, uh, a lot of times we're too, we're too proud to ask for help. Yeah. You know, and I'm one of them. Yeah. So, ask. 
you know, even though it don't, it don't seem to, it don't feel good, act, you know, but I pay my tithes, and I, and I don't steal, no matter how small or how big, you know, uh, your tithes, because the more you make, the more you, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna give. Don't ever look at how much you're going to give. Just know that you've got more in your pocket at the end of the day. Anyway, I remember when they were looking about that. Thank you, Dave. But I remember when um, he, they were looking to buy a house, and they, they were talking to their person, the loan officer, and they said, you know, well, where could you get a little bit more money for this or for that? And they said, well, you, the, the loan officer said, well, you can take it from your tithe. And Dick said, that's, that's the only place. The guy said, no, 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 no. He said, don't do that because the wheels will come off this deal if you, can, if you steal your tithe. And so he, he didn't steal the tithe, and they were able to get the house anyway. Amen? Awesome. So tithes and offerings are for you, not for God. It's for you. It, it blesses the, the house of God so that we can do what we do and reach the people and um, raising up people to know God, which is, that's our assignment from Jesus. Go into all the world and make disciples. That's what we're doing here. That's why we're here. Y'all are making disciples today. Hallelujah. But... But your tithe blesses your life. Look at Malachi 3, 9 through 10. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, the church, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Try me now. Try me now. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Hallelujah. I know that happened in my own life when I got saved. I was a photographer, and I had just opened a brand, it was a brand new business. I didn't have a whole lot more, but I got saved, and oh my gosh, my, I love blessing my pastor. I, I just I just love to see him get blessed. And I would like put a $100 bill on the, it was on top of my tithes and offerings. I would put a $100 bill on the pulpit anytime I could, just so he would walk up and say, glory to God. I just love that it blessed him. I'm not saying that to anybody who put a $100 bill on this pulpit. I'm not trying to run no game on anybody. That's not who I am. But I, I love to bless my pastor because my life was being changed. My life was becoming something I never knew it could be. So I, I love blessing my pastor. But let me tell you, that little photography studio that I, that I owned began to be so blessed that I had so many appointments. I was booked six months in advance. Six months in advance. I had 27 pages on a legal pad of people's names and numbers just hoping to get an appointment to get in my studio. Now that's, that's what it looks like when he opens up the windows of heaven and pours out so much blessing you don't have room enough to receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't have to send a business to other friends of mine that had studios. Their studios blew up because of the overflow that God had given me. Amen. So try it. Try it and watch your, watch your life prosper. All right, number five. You can love Jerusalem to prosper. If you love Jerusalem, the Bible says you'll prosper. Jerusalem in Israel, the city of Jerusalem. Psalm 122, verse 6, it says, Pray for peace in Jerusalem. May all who love this city, what? Prosper. prosper. If you love and pray for, pray for Jerusalem, the Bible says that you'll prosper. Amen. So we should love Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Israel is the apple of God's eye. God, God founded Israel with Abraham. We should love Israel. Amen. All right, number six, be generous to prosper. If you want to prosper, one of the best things you can do is be generous. And that just seems like the opposite of what I should do. If I want to prosper, I should hold on to what I have, right? Then I'll have more, right? You know, the Bible says that when you give, that it comes back to you like you planted a seed. It comes back good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. It comes back to you more than, than what 
me just sending it out. He's like, I got it. <laughs> he is so generous. He loves to help people. And he said the other day, he said, every time I, I give and help somebody, it's like all of a sudden this big deal lands in my lap at work. Right here in your face. 
So, um, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, Murray and I were on our walk when we were talking about it. I said, you know, people immigrate here from other countries. They can't even speak English. Yes. Can't even speak English. They got to learn to speak English. And they'll get along more. Oh, you guys want to make me ask now. But, but we had Hubert Escobar come. He did our, our lawn at our house and totally remodeled and redid the whole thing. We asked him to tell us his story. I think he came from Colombia. Was it Colombia? He, he started off with a hot dog. Yeah. And with hot dogs. And but, sat outside the bars. Yeah. And sell. And sold hot dogs outside the bar. But, but he borrowed a lawnmower and put it in the back of his truck and went and started cutting grass until now. He has H and H Escobar um, property services, not even called lawn maintenance. It's property services. He's got big trucks that are wrapped. I mean, he's doing so much business. He has to turn his home advisor ad off because he's doing so much business. But see, he, he got a lawnmower and he hustled. Come on, just you got to just get out there and hustle. And I think that's where a lot of us miss it. I just want to work the principles and have it come to me. No, you got to get up and hustle, and that's where the power of God meets you. When you step out, that's where God will meet you. We've had a lot of work done to the house, and almost exclusively, we've had people who came from Mexico, yeah. right? Um, undocumented. Yes. And they do excellent work, and we treat them like gold, don't we? Yeah. He gives them lunch money every day, brings them iced tea, like, hey, you're off the chain. No, the issue, you know, the, the, the main contractor. He's paying them $200 a day. He's charging us $500 a day. Yeah. So what we talk to him about is, you can do this yeah. on your own. Yeah. And I don't know how many times we've talked to these gentlemen. Yeah. Unbelievable work. Yeah. Say, you can do it. And what are they doing? They're doing it. They're doing right? it. Yeah, they're doing it. Yeah. And then a lot of times we'll hire them back and say, hey, listen, don't, don't tell your boss. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's not our practice. <laughs> so it's all active. They ain't got no contract. Amen. Thank you, baby. You're preaching good this morning. You look good, too. My goodness. <laughs> Woo! My man. Okay, this dude, I looked up, I was looking up stories about people who, who um, have done awesome things. This this dude right here, Duwon Chang. <coughs> Duwon Chang. He moved to the U.S. from South Korea with no college education. He got here on a Saturday. He immediately looked through the help wanted ads, and by Monday, he was working his first American job as a dishwasher. He took a second job pumping gas and started a small cleaning business. So how many jobs did he have? Three. Three jobs. So um, while he was working at the gas station, he noticed, he noticed that the nicest cars belonged to people who worked in the garment industry. So he would talk to them about their success while he pumped their gas. So he began working at a clothing store. And he said, I treated it like it was my own business, so the boss really liked me. There you go. He was working a spiritual, a scriptural principle. Look at Luke 16, 10, 11, and 12. He says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. And if you have not been faithful over what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? So, a few years later... He and his wife saved $11,000 with these three jobs. They used it to start a clothing store in a 900 square foot space. 900 square feet, that's about what? The size of this stage, maybe? Really small. Zechariah 4.10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To see the work begin. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. begin. 
to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand, in other words, measuring out this next vision. So this man didn't despise a small beginning. He hustled at his job. He hustled when he started his place, you know, with $11,000 and 900 square feet. And guess what the name of his business is? Forever 21. Wow. And guess what? At the time of this writing that I read, his net worth was $3.2 billion. Landed in America, got his job, got here on Saturday, got his job, first job on Monday. Could barely speak English from, from South Korea. Don't tell me you can't do it. Amen. You got the favor of God on your life. Don't say I can't. Just, just pop up and do it. Amen. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Preachy, preachy good today. We had a little place in Florida with this guy. He came from Vietnam uh, when Vietnam fell to the communists. Okay. And uh, didn't speak English. And he he got jobs at dishwasher at McDonald's. Uh, learned how to speak English. You know, became a legal citizen. Owns ten McDonald's. He owns ten McDonald's. Okay. And um, actually, I met him on the golf course. We were playing. We were talking about how you know what's the, the big challenge with McDonald's. And he said, you know, handling the, all the employees. I said, you ever get robbed? I said, yeah, we get robbed. I think he goes, I've been robbed twenty-three times. I said, what do you do? Um, you know, and they pull a gun on you. He said, uh, do you want fries with that? <laughs> <laughs> You know, so 
You'll not stand before unknown men. You'll serve before kings. You'll serve before great people. So God says that we're the excellent ones of the earth. Psalm 16.3, as for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. All right? Your last blank is this. Excellent people get promoted. You want a bigger salary? You want more benefits? You want your employer to say, what would it take to get you to stay? You know, if you're getting ready to leave, you know, name your number. I just want you to stay. I, I don't want you to go somewhere else. I'm willing to pay you what you're worth, and you're worth a lot. You know, be excellent. It's a spirit of excellence. Ask God to help you be more excellent. You know, what's your car look like? Are you traveling? Are you riding the, the, the McDonald's bags and all the french fries around in the, in the floorboard of your car? What about your closet? What about your drawers? They look like scrambled eggs? You got to step over the laundry to get in the front door? Oh, I'm all in the What about your kitchen? What about the dishes? You know, we choose to be excellent. It just takes a second to do stuff and stay on top of it and, you know, be excellent in everything that you do. When you go to work, you know, act like it's a big deal because it is that you have a job. It's a big deal. A lot of people are looking for a job right now. It's a big deal. Daniel 6 3 says, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and sometimes, these are all leaders. Because an excellent spirit was on him. Now, he was a slave. He was a slave in Persia. A slave. And, and the king is thinking about putting him over the whole realm because there's an excellent spirit was in him. See, this Daniel distinguished himself. He distinguished himself. Daniel distinguished himself. Daniel distinguished himself above the other leaders. How? Because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Excellence will get you promoted. Amen. And promotion means you prosper. Amen? If you got a raise right now, wouldn't that, wouldn't that feel like prosperity? Amen? If you, if you got promoted to another position that the corner office, you know, you got your boss's desk. Your boss is your, you, you, you're the boss now. Amen? Amen. And there comes a time when you're through working for other people. When I decided I was ready to start my own studio, there was no number he could, he could throw out and put on the table that would keep me to stay. So I wanted to be able to be free and water my flowers during the day and, uh, and make my own schedule. I could make in one day when it would take me two weeks to work for this man. When I put the math together and I could see I could have some friends, I said, oh, no, I'm gone. I sat down with my boss and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. I'm going to start my own studio. He said, well, what would it take to get you to stay? I said, you couldn't afford it. He said, try me. I thought about it for a second. I said, no. There's no amount of money that can get me to stay because I want that freedom. Amen. I want to be my own boss. So you know what? You know, everybody's not called to be an entrepreneur. But, you know, if, you, if people can come in this country that don't even speak the language and they learn the language and use the process. I heard about people that... That, um, you know, like all these nail salons and stuff, like they'll help one person. Like people will work for almost nothing in their friends and family. They'll come and support that person until that person gets on their feet. And then when it's the next person's turn, people come together and help that person work so they can get their own place established and going. You know, um, if they can do it, we can do it. Amen. 
That's right. People don't want don't want you to succeed, and they just reach up and grab and keep you. They say that you don't have to even put a lid on a bucket of crabs because one crab will start to climb out, and the other ones will pull it back down. So <laughs> we don't get the crab mentality. Amen. We just uh, happy when people succeed, but no, for real, we need to be excellent. We need to be diligent. We need. We got to get a hustle. Got to get a hustle. Get some cards made. You know, it don't even have to be fancy, but just show up with a hustle. So I got the favor of God on my side. Or lead me to the person who wants me to wash their windows today. 